Welcome, listener, to the return slot. Cry, little sister. Ooh. <laughs> 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 I was going to find a way to say <laughs> a horror no, like that. But nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, anyhow. <laughs> A podcast recorded in the basement of a video store after hours when the doors are locked, the VHSs are rewound, and the moon is glowing pale blue on a brisk and breezy night. We like to hang out in the basement, crack open a drink, and discuss our beloved genre, horror. Every episode, we invite you to join us for a drink in the basement as we discuss a film selected from one of our painstakingly curated subsections of the video store. That's right. For the uninitiated, Mickey, can you explain this concept? Well, back in the day before there was streaming and even before Blockbuster, there were these independent video stores. And to appease the appetites of movie nerds like myself, Michelangelo, the Frog Brothers, they would fill the shelves with video nasties. These mom-and-pop shops are responsible for taking the horror genre from limited theater runs and late-night drive-ins to every town in America. But what really made these video stores special, yes, even Max's, were the people working in the store, curating personalized sections based on their interests and the interests of their patrons. Recommendations based on conversations, not algorithms. So here at The Return Slot, we keep that spirit alive and strong. We hope you enjoy perusing our sections and joining in our conversations. This week, we find ourselves in the Sex, Lies, and Bloody Napes section of the video store. Tonight, we continue our Season 3 premiere with our final aperitif to our Halloween episodes because everyone knows Halloween isn't a day or a month, but a season that starts very lightly in August and increases in spooky intensity throughout September until its bloody autumnal climax in the holiest of months, October. Just around the corner. Tonight, we are joined again by this beautiful, slightly bearded right now, usually fully bearded man. I love him. <laughs> too much, maybe. Too much. Maybe too much. Whoa, Chris. you two get a room. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I invited, do I need to leave? You Am know, I like interrupting you something? Out, or you know, let's go upstairs. If you're sitting in your home or your car, maybe you're working on some laundry and you started off with that horrendous song from the 80s <laughs> and then this weird homoerotic love letter, you know, God bless you for hanging in there to this point. And it's not weird because it's homoerotic. And um, for you, it is. Yeah, for me, for me, it is. For, for me to you. It's yeah. weird because of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm being inappropriate at work, but guess what? The the doors are locked. So you get that means you have free reign. You know, to do this just keeps whatever. getting better. We're in the basement. Let's just keep doubling down. Got anything to say about immigrants, maybe? <laughs> oh boy, it has been it has been a whirlwind. Uh, from our last episode to this episode, um, uh, 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 but you, before you guys went on vacation, I had to run we, the video store by myself. We did. We, we left did. him in charge. We left we him did. in charge. I don't know how to use the cash register. I just took all that money. Neither do I. <laughs> so we yeah. actually don't. We don't really understand how a lot. We just it's the talking to the people. As long as you mm -hmm. talk. And uh, recommend uh, uh, <laughs> films to people. Yeah. That's really all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think you understand commerce. Uh, commerce-nism? 
Yep. How'd you guess? Um, <laughs> that was a terrible communist <laughs> joke. It wasn't even a joke. That's just stupidity on my end. Um, it was great. Uh, I got it. Oh, man. I think our drinks might play into this, but um, okay. uh, before we get to the film, but uh, I got to tell you, this is the first year that, that my uh, my partner, Allie, was like, when are you busting out the Halloween decorations? Oh, yeah. yeah. You have won her over. Yeah. One of us. Google gobble, of us. Google gobble. She's she's working for a company right now uh, uh, called Red Tower. Search them out on YouTube. And she's now that she's in the sort of social media game, she's like, well, we got the cats and I want to take photos of the cats with the Halloween <laughs> oh, okay. stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah. all my years of carefully <laughs> yeah. curating uh, mm -hmm. all these Halloween decor, you know, because I like you can't do it all at once. You got to no. like yeah. instead of instead of like. Uh, um, uh, Chris knows what I'm talking about here because he's a homeowner. But instead of like slowly curating like all your tools and things and, and like building up like all these uh, tools uh, that you need to like maintain a house throughout the years, I like most people just like want to get it done all at once. And like I just, mm -hmm. you know, just mm -hmm. I get everything. But it's no, you got to build it slowly as things go along. So that's that's what I do every year. So I try to get like a few really good pieces that I'm going to love that I'm going to enjoy seeing for years on end. You're a uh, Halloween decoration uh, oh. edger. You believe in edging. Oh, Halloween decoration. Big time. Well, thanks, Mickey, for insulting <laughs> me there. Um, I'm, I'm not saying, vulnerable I, right now uh, I, or I, anything. I, 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 love, I love that you love Halloween. I love Halloween. I love Halloween decorations. I don't have to hear about how you particularly like to decorate your particular home for 15 minutes. I do love you, though. That's what the rest of the episode is going to be, though, right? This is the uh, <laughs> home Halloween decorations episode. Yeah. So then, next to the pumpkin, I like to put uh -huh. down two nice. Am I Michael Jackson? <laughs> no, no. I was thinking you're like NPR. That's what I'm feeling. It's like uh, NPR episode. Like, sure. Nice and now we have our guest, Michelangelo, talk to us about Halloween decorations. Hi. Yeah. Thanks. So anyway, I don't know. That was uh, a miss for a joke. Continue. I like this. It was a pretty, it was a pretty, it was a pretty good know, joke. Thanks, was, thanks. I'm supporting you even when you're insulting me. Yeah. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, oh, this it, is an adult podcast. Um, uh, <laughs> because you cussed. <laughs> what? 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 Yeah, what makes yeah, it an yeah, adult podcast? Yeah, because yeah, I say <laughs> words like dong. Fart. Fart. <laughs> pumpkin fart because it's Halloween season. Pumpkin, pumpkin fart. You put candy um, corn up your ass and blow it out. Um, speaking of candy corn in your ass, boys, what are we drinking tonight? Uh, Mickey, would you like to, to start us out? Well, we're at the end of September, and if you know anybody who knows anything, Oktoberfest is September time. So I'm having myself a nice pin brewery Oktoberfest. Ooh, that's little, a fun little, looking lo Yeah, a little local yokel. Yeah. Uh, Oktoberfest beer there. Uh, a man and woman in, in their leader hosen. Mm -hmm. You know, having a swell time. So that's what I'm having. Let's kick in the season, right? From from this point forward, I, I end my Oktoberfest drinking and I start sampling the pumpkins. Nice. Yeah, we're right right around. I, I saw my first uh, uh, pumpkin mm -hmm. in the grocery yep. store. It's coming. They're uh, coming, yeah. The sightings have come. Uh, Mickey, I got to say, so Mickey and I were recently on a, a vacation together mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, by the lake in the mountains. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so, Mickey brought uh, business retreat, a business yeah. retreat. Exactly. Very, That's yes. how you um, tax right off. Exactly. You're welcome. Yeah. You can exactly. owe me. Thank you. I can own you. You can owe me. Can I do? Can I own you though? 
Can I do that? I think we're I think we probably already owe Discuss him for watching point. the store for us while we were gone. But yeah. <laughs> no, that was a that's a gift to him. <laughs> that's a vacation. That's a working vacation. Yeah, um, a working the vacation. definition of a working vacation. Uh, but Mickey was nice enough to bring a bunch of beers. So not only do I have that beer, Mickey, that you just mentioned on hand, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but I also have an Iron City inside of uh, this uh, beer koozie that is a, a Bucks. Yeah, Pittsburgh the Pirates. Bucks. Yeah, Pittsburgh Pirates. Pirates. But everyone calls them the Bucks, the Buccaneers. Oh, like, okay. let's go Bucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's so how much Pirates. I know about sports. Um, <laughs> a, a lot of Pittsburgh people were like, it was, it was he about to call the Pittsburgh baseball team the Buccaneers? The Bucks. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pirate so there you go. But, but this is the this is a classic uh, Iron City original like recipe, too. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's quite lovely. Iron City there for a moment, for those who know, uh, sold into a big conglomerate and then was bought mm-hmm. back uh, not long ago by oh, a local Pittsburgh them. brewery. <laughs> Deserve, I want to hear about this. Deserve, deserve. <laughs> but you put, I bet we have a lot more people. Actually, no, you're right. I deserve that. No. I no, hate you it. don't. I, I, deserve, I, did. I don't think you deserved it. I just, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, your wife got me on vacation. Uh, I was trying this for the first time. We were out outside grilling and I was tasting the, in the Iron City and I was like, this is good. This is, and she's like, yeah, it is. It is. And, and, and she said, you know, this is like, this is a, a, a beer drinker's beer. Yeah, and a I real was like, beer drinker's beer. I was like, that's fucking brilliant, Molly. Yeah, that's exactly what it, and it like little do I did I know that it literally says it on the neck of the bottle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, but she's it was such like, a yeah. good actor. <laughs> she delivered it well. Yeah. It was she good. delivered. Yeah. Um Chris, yo, do you have a spooky cocktail for this brisk autumn evening? I do. I do. It's more inspired, I'd say, by the uh the film itself, but uh I have a little drink. It's a play on a Cuba Libre meets a Calimoco, in case if you know those cocktails. I call it the the Michael. <laughs> Michael. 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 That that phrase is said. I according to what so I saw times. online, hundred and fourteen times. Yeah, more the, than Karen and Goodfellas. This mm-hmm. this brings up a question from for I had a question for you guys. I was gonna ask you. Michael is said more times this Halloween or the Godfather. Oh, I this. guess you looked it up. This, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. movies I thought about, it's like Michael said a lot in Halloween. It said a lot in uh, The Godfather. There actually is a gentleman who, about six years ago, you can find this online. He did an alternate cut of this film and only included scenes in which the phrase "Michael" was said. It only <laughs> took it only takes out ten minutes of screen time. Shut up! That's incredible! <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, hilarious. Uh, but anyway, before before you get to the cocktail, I do yes. want to mention uh, I was recently home, and there I am called Michael, and I would prefer to be called Michael for tonight's podcast for the rest mm. of the podcast. If you if you can remember, Michael. I think I think it has to be said a, like a little loudly and a little Michael. distressed. The Michael, just, he also, he also or, says or, Mike. or like Keith does, like yeah. with the Michael, Michael, Michael. You're one yeah. of us, Michael. Put your hand on my Michael. thigh, Michael. <laughs> well, we're getting to that. Yeah, we're getting yeah. to that. But anyway, uh, the drink, the spooky cocktail. Uh, so this is uh, you're gonna take a couple strawberries. You're gonna muddle it with a little mint. You could do mint. I'm not the big fan on mint, so I go basil. Uh, some dry red uh, red wine. Uh, some white rum. A little lemon and an organic or uh, a Mexican Coca Cola. Something with pure cane sugar, not that high fructose corn syrup bullshit. 
Yeah. Over sure. ice. Play story. The Calimoco is a Spanish cocktail that's literally just red wine and Coca Cola. And it was used actually to get rid of yes. red wine that was. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> so, or, you know, I actually would recommend that you pour this in a uh, bedazzled bottle. Sure. And you, oh, yeah. Uh, maybe yeah, yeah. tell some people, like, yes. Good, like yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. My uh, my father used to drink. I think I've talked about it before, but this is is he had a friend named Nastasi who made homemade wine, mm. and uh, uh, it was like gasoline. And he was <laughs> like, "Oh, you're not supposed to drink it straight up. You mix it with Seven Up." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so that's a, a very, it's a pretty common thing to mix like a, like a wine concentrate with like a soda of some kind, mm-hmm. yeah. or a what? What do you call them? Uh, Chris, do you call it soda or pop? Mm, I normally call like if it's Coca Cola Coke. If it's not that, probably like growing up, it was pop. As I've gotten older, mm-hmm. I feel like I sound like an idiot saying that, so I started calling them sodas more. Yeah, but there's definitely reality to it. Not listener, if you call it soda we're, or or pop, we're not saying you're an idiot. No, no I no, disagree. No. You're you're big old <laughs> moron. Meet me in them streets. <laughs> And you're and Chris grew up in Kansas. Oh yeah, oh, um, no, I'm a I'm a big dummy, but I can still. He's a big old dummy. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he's he's a, he's one of the smartest people I know. Um, and Mickey, what did you call him growing up? Well, I grew up in East Texas, so everything was a Coke. Ah, mm. uh, even even like a like a Seven Up or a Sprite. Yeah, or a no, every, Mountain Dew. Everything everything was a Coke. Yeah. Coke. Yeah, Man, everything was a Coke is backwards, huh? <laughs> no, it did you Coca Cola is Coca Cola, but everything is a Coke. And it's like you you would go to a restaurant and say they the the waiter would say what what Coke what kind of Coke do you want? And you go, I'll take a um, Dr Pepper. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Nice. It's just so well, no, no no sodi pops or soda pops. Sodi pops. Sodi pops. <laughs> no, soda we didn't pops. say so we didn't say sodi pop. It's no, in a we uh... did. It's in a Stephen li- King novel, isn't it? So yeah, deep. Probably. I read I a lot um, of Stephen King, so it just yeah, it seeps in there, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what he a created good, a lot of terms. Good role model, right? <laughs> Nothing weird and sexual <laughs> going on there <laughs> at all, ever. I don't care what you say. Um. So tonight, 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 we are talking about. And I'm I'm gonna quote this first part. I'm quoting Jason Patrick. Okay. Okay. So I didn't okay. come up with this. This is what I've heard from Jason Patrick. So and I don't know if he got it from somewhere, but tonight we are talking about the best coming of age vampire beach movie ever made. <laughs> Richard Donner. You like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Richard <Solid> competition. <laughs> right. <laughs> Richard Donner and Joel Schumacher team up. 1987's The Lost Boys. Now, Mickey. Yeah. Why are we talking about this wonderful vampire coming of age beach movie tonight? Coming of age is a perfect way of uh, of of saying it. This movie was not. I don't. I mean, obviously. When I was a child, this was when this came out. I was not watching this film. I my earliest recollection of this film is with my older brother when he was a senior in high school, sitting down and watching it with him. And I feel like he made me watch this because he was like, "You got to see this. You'll really like it." And I loved it. 
I was, it's like, it's such a fun movie. It was a coming of age film for me. Like it made me feel like I turned a corner as well when I watched it. Then later on, when I remember uh, when years had gone by and my fam- my all my siblings had moved out and it was just me and my parents decided to move to a new town. I picked up this movie the summer that I moved to uh, Lubbock, Texas when I was in seventh grade, or I was actually going into eighth grade. And I watched it again and it gave me hope because, you know, these people are moving to a new town and they find their people. Uh, we can say that Michael probably didn't find his people, but but he found some people. You could argue that. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. That's going to yeah. come yeah. up later, yeah, yeah. but you could argue. But, mm-hmm. And then and then uh, I've seen it more than I can count. I've seen this movie more times than I can count. And then I most recently was with a young soldier of, of a mere 20 years old. And when talking with the soldier, I said, but there's one movie you got to see. Got to watch Lost Boys. So me and the whole team, the whole unit got together, put on, we did a Lost Boys watch night. And it was in that moment I realized this movie is for a person of a certain age. Because <laughs> that 20-year-old oh, didn't play? Oh, it didn't 20, play? Oh, yeah. That, that oh, 20-year-old yeah. female was like, that's... Oh, well, female. Well, right. I, well, right, I, right. I, I just, I think this plays hard to, to through through a boy's eyes. I'm not saying it's but, only for boys. But but, but, but hold well, on, hold on, hold on. This Chris is disagrees. eye candy. This is eye candy for for I would well, think a, a female. This is like it was. I mean, like there are movies that I watched that were led by strong female cast that I was like, these I like all these ladies. You know, I can't imagine a female not watching this. Too, a heterosexual female not being really turned on by this film. By the saxophone player, um, uh, Tim Capello. Tim <laughs> yeah. Obviously, that's what all women want. That's well, what all like, women oh, want. The, 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 like the, sex, the, the sexy music, you know, just like the whole thing. I I very much agree with something that was said, like that, like this incredibly would play well for a certain age. I think where I I would disagree is the twenty year old. Twenty year old, I think you've overshot it. This is that, like, yeah, I'd say thirteen to maybe seventeen range. I would say. Maybe I mean, it was, playing, even. it was playing for 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 a forty year old. I know really well. <laughs> no, I think what Chris is saying for the first time. I know time, what he's saying. I know what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I fully yeah. understood it. I know. Okay. What he but yes, so, no. I think so. You think you think either a. So Chris, are you saying, and if you're seeing this for the first time, the sweet range is the teenage years, obviously. But like, do you think like a forty year old watching it for the first time would oh, oh, also I think enjoy that, it? Well. Okay, well, see, here's the thing, though, right? Like, yeah, 40-year-old today watching it, it might work because of that, like, your the memories of growing up in the, the 80s style, yeah. and that whole thing. Yeah. If we're talking a 40 that's, like, 20 years from now that has no, like, to- you know, time in the 80s, no. I think that there's definitely a range here that it hits. But I will say this, though. It's, like, one of those things, right? This thing goes so hard on the style of the 80s that, man, I think it's going to click with a new viewer outside of the eighties sometimes, and sometimes it won't, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Cause it can be seen as corny. It being so hard in that eighties stylings in so many ways, music, dress, hairstyles, <laughs> even the way the film was done. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of it. So. Yeah. Um, Chris, what is your history with it? You know, it's funny. Actually, I was thinking about that. I don't, <sighs> I always remember seeing this in parts and it never really quite clicked with me. 
like I liked it, but I didn't like I wasn't infatuated by it or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like and I think that maybe I just saw it maybe at a point in time, you know, I think that growing up there was definitely eras that I really appreciated the 80s stylings and and times that I did not. So I think that with that it didn't quite click with me in the right time. Um I think sitting down and watching it today I definitely I see the positives to it for sure but like as a whole it didn't it doesn't quite work for me but like I see why it would be incredibly liked for sure so yeah uh Mickey um now we've talked about this before on the podcast but um you were a hunter of monsters <laughs> I was. as a child yeah um uh, and I would like some details on this. Uh, uh, so you, we might, we're, we're repeating ourselves a little bit here. Yeah. I want you yeah. to really dive deep, but like, uh, on top of that, is this movie and monster squad, essentially the blueprint for your whole setup? It has to be right. It has to be. I think monster squad probably was like the reason I did what I did was because of monster squad. And then watching a movie like this in fifth grade, fourth grade, wherever it was, my brother was like, sit down. I've got to show you something. Uh, at that point, I, I was like, this reinforces and I'm doubling down. And it's funny. I remember in my mind, and this is like going back a while back, but I remember in my mind as a child watching it and the Frog Brothers were like super cool. They were the, you know, the protagonists. They were the heroes. They were the, you know, the Rambos. They were incredible when I was a kid. <laughs> and then as an adult, I'm like, oh, they're the comedy relief. And yeah. so, it, yeah. But, it, but, it's, but it's funny as a kid, you're watching them and you're taking them very seriously. Oh, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I totally get it. Yeah. It's like, I'd be like, no, dude, you got to understand. <laughs> These guys are dead meat, man. You know, I just, I could, I, I just, the 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 memories of being at that age and looking at those guys and being like number one they're cool <laughs> number two they're obviously the heroes right yeah and obviously. It's obviously and it's exciting it's exciting to watch a film so, so you're like quick that. to stab the woman as well <laughs> yeah right <laughs> exactly exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's get her. Let's get her. Just like, <laughs> yeah, but as a kid, let's just get rid of her. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I mean like like genuinely, 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 as as a kid, this movie was very different than when you get older and you realize some of the things that they're that that the filmmakers are doing that that are jokes. But as a little kid watching it, you're like. You're not you're not in on the joke. For you, it's not a joke. For you, it's like, I mean, this is I get the joke. You know what I mean? It's like it's like mm -hmm. I get the irony of it, but the irony yeah. actually is that this is what kids are like, right? It's like they have active imaginations and they will they will buy into things that are absolutely ridiculous. And then like myself, like I believe in vampires, and then see something like this and be like, totally like feel vindicated, you know, and be like, Yes, mm -hmm. you see what I mean? It's like you want one of me in your in your town. Right. It's like it's like people say talk about representation. And I recognize that as like, no, I'm dead serious. I recognize that as like oh, as yeah. like, you know, race and gender and sex. I do recognize that's what we talk about. But I also mean representation as far as like, race, you know, as far as being vampire hunters, <laughs> as far as being like the nerdy kid that likes what he likes. 
and, uh, and you always okay. feel like okay. the jocks are the heroes in most uh-huh. things and yeah. then when you see something like this you see something like goonies with the kid with asthma it's like those things speak to you in a way where you're like i i must have been one of these kids because it that's how it spoke to me you pulled that one out that was good but uh yeah i was wondering there for a second you did have a nanook I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a Nanook, but yeah, but I had my own version of a Nanook, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, and I, and yeah. I had an older brother who was uh, as dashing and and cool as Michael, and was like falling in. And the first time I saw him smoke was around the same time that we watched this, and I was like so concerned for him because I watched him like smoke with buddies while playing volleyball, and I was like sitting on the sideline. I was like, "What are you doing, man? I might tell him. I'm gonna tell mom." And he's like, "Shut up, man. Just shut up." And I, he's, he's like, be cool, dude, be cool. So I just, I, there was a lot like of, of my was own. Is this the cult brother? This is the cult brother. Was, was, super... was this, was this a Top Gun volleyball? Is he a Scientologist? Uh, <laughs> actually, you know what? It kind of was Top Gun volleyball. They were all cool playing volleyball, like all the like juniors and seniors. And, and my brother just happened to be that year. He kind of drifted away from sports and he started a rock and roll band. And he had like, Ooh. like he had like cool hair, very similar to like, um, Jason Patrick's and kind of looked like, you know, lead singer of the doors, uh, Jim Morrison, for those who don't know. And so like, yeah, there's a lot of like parallels between this film and my own life as far as, you know, brotherhood and things like that. So, mm-hmm. and there, and, and when the brother shit, when like, I will say that this is not the quintessential film on being brothers, but there are times when this really works as a film it's, about brothers. It's pretty good in that way. It nails. I agree. It nails, bro. We all have brothers yep. here. Um, uh, uh, it nails brotherhood, and I think it also nails. And I want to get into it uh, later, but um, like the initiation that like mm-hmm. young men oh, yeah. put each other through Absolutely. in order to become friends, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Well, yep. I wrote in my notes about about in the first like fifteen minutes. I was like, oh man. It just dawned on me. I was like, Michelangelo and I are like the Lost Boys, and Chris is like Michael, and we're putting him through all these like, you know, things to make sure he fits in. You know, like like we're putting him through a couple of hazing things, and then about thirty and forty we minutes have in, sex with them. and about thirty forty minutes in, I was like, no, no, we're the Frog Brothers, and we're he's the Sam. So <laughs> just real quick, no, does that he's mean, not Nook. <laughs> does that mean that I can uh, can I can stop eating centipedes? Is that what that means? Yeah, you can you can stop eating all okay, the, all the, you all can the stop worms eat, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and and yeah. you're not eating them; you're swallowing them whole. They're coming out of you at some point. Like, yeah, it's yeah. dangerous. Yeah, but they'll eat all the roaches inside of you. Oh, um, good. Win win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, my history uh, is similar to Chris's, where it's like it's hard to remember like the first first time I saw this. It was always around. Mm-hmm. And if you're a constant listener, you know, I was scared of scary movies when I was a kid. So this was a movie that like I took really seriously as a kid when I would see like sections. I was like, this is very, very serious. Like the the, the uh, yeah. Rock Brothers and were yeah. like fucking badasses. <laughs> they were, and like people yeah. were dying mm-hmm. and like uh-huh. vampires uh-huh. and Kiefer was scary. It was so and, scary. Um, uh, uh, and then I, I honestly, I think the first time I saw this in full, um, I might've been in my late twenties. Oh, okay. I can't remember, but like, like it, it's like it, 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 when I, when I saw it, it was like a film I had grown up watch watching, mm-hmm. okay. you know, it just has yeah, that yeah. quality to people of a certain age. Yeah. Um, uh, and like, 
I just so identified with the relationship with the brothers, uh, uh, trying, trying to fit in, um, trying to get what you'll do in order to get a girl to like you. Oh yeah. Or I I guess I, I don't, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, we're all, we're all heterosexual men, but like, I don't, I don't know if, uh, um, uh, uh, homosexual men or, or anyone on the sexual spectrum, uh, if males have, if, if anyone else has to jump through seemingly jump through the kind of hoops you feel like you have to jump through. Oh, that's a human experience. That's a human experience. Yeah, no matter, no matter who you're trying to be with, I think, don't you think? I mean, um, I, I will say, and, and, and we'll get into this later. I mean, like, uh, um, uh, like it, it goes into uh, uh, what I wanted. To, the Tim Capello brings this up, we, we, and, and it has to do with like um, the era we grew up in, and like what we, what was, what society was telling us was a masculine, attractive, desirable man, right? And the, the reflection of like what then I wanted to be. Based Are you off trying of to say something things. bad about Tim Capello and his body? No, 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 no. I was no, going to no, say I'm about to be real offended. Not <laughs> at all. Not at all. But like, I, I, uh, uh, I think Mickey and I connect a lot with uh, on this, um, and that's like this this idea that like basically what we thought, what we grew up thinking girls wanted, was really what like uh, um, a gay man living in Chelsea in the like late eighties would want. <laughs> and th- that's been my, my experience that it's like, girls don't care about big muscles or like all the things that I thought they would care about as I, be- mm-hmm. I've, I as I've become a man. Uh, and I've been mm-hmm. with women who have told me like what they find attractive about me and what they find desirable in a mate. Surprisingly, it has nothing to do with guns, big muscles, <laughs> big oil right. muscles, yeah. uh, uh, boots, uh, uh, tight pants, like these things don't haven't really had an right. effect on uh, right. uh, attracting a female mate. Um, uh-huh. um, well, there, there's just a whole world of the the homoeroticism between you know guy friendships and male relationships, where it's like you know they're there's especially ones that are kind of built on these like masculine tropes of like our childhood. There is a lot of like. You know, it's like we get oiled up and we and we, you know, <laughs> lift weights together. And then we like, no, you know, we don't. yes, we do. <laughs> when do you guys get oiled <laughs> up? You and, you, and me, you and me. Hey, you we were me. on vacation. We were oh, on a work vacation, um, a work retreat. Um, but we never got oiled up, Mickey. I did see you in pantaloons. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was a, that was an amazing. Yeah, pan- yeah. He looks amazing in pantaloons. Thank um, you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I did put on pantaloons. It was on uh, while while on a uh, yeah yeah while on a pedal board, um. So, but no, but no, but there is like a whole thing about it. There's like the 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 ways in which um male like 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 there's a certain type of male friendship that I've had where it could easily have been construed as you two should be dating each other because all you want to do is just sit there and and talk with each other and work out together and you talk about each other's bodies constantly and you're yeah. always like, yeah, it's just, there's, yeah, I've had those. I, Wait, I, I, Chris's go ahead. look right now is like, okay, yeah, keep going. No, no, no. Are we, are I've we had conversations. Uh, <laughs> Chris, Chris like, remember it, when we were driving in the car together and I was like, one of the things I love about our relationship is that maybe we'll have sex. Uh-huh. You remember this? Yeah, I do. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, ha- I have an ex-girlfriend um, uh, uh, who Chris, Chris knew. Um, <laughs> and uh, she was, I remember her saying, like, you have a real, like, uh, like Greek meaning like you know ancient greek uh um uh 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 what's the word i'm looking for chris what's the word i'm looking for uh yeah greek relationship like clearly trying to mean like like we'd like oil up and like wrestle each other no exactly exactly yeah Yeah. but not that but just as close as you can get to it basically Mm, i think that she probably thought that (laughs) (laughs) no yeah <laughs> and, and, by, and by Greek, you mean like like college fraternal, like fraternity, like Greek life. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, guys like to get blasted, death, uh, not, not like up, yeah. not like Achilles or anything. Um, uh, fraternities for sure. Um, Maybe like Brad Pitt Achilles kind of thing. Oh, let's talk mm-hmm. about Brad Pitt oh, for yeah, a while. Brad Pitt. Let's talk about oh, boy. Brad Pitt. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh. 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 Talk about we a talk, vampire, huh? About... There's yeah, a good looking yeah, vampire. About a va- that's a good vampire. Um. Mm-hmm. Anne Rice was was a uh, inspiration on this film, uh, right here. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I guess she would have to be right. Yeah, they, like, I mean, this is this the predates. Or... Yeah, on the screen, no. the writers. Yeah, on the writers. Yeah, yeah. She didn't work yeah. on this in any case. No, no, no. no, no. She's but, but her, yeah. her books. Yeah, yeah. Her books. When they were thinking about what kind of vampires they're gonna make, they were gonna make them more like, you know. They didn't dive into the lore, but they did make them sexier, like yeah, and rice this, Yeah, this uh, originally, um, as I'm sure you may know, similar to another uh, to a Halloween classic, Hocus Pocus, originally written for younger mm-hmm. kids, it was a Peter Pan meets Goonies and vampire sort of story. Um, right. I would like to read that screenplay, um, but uh, Joel Schumacher was like, "No, let's make these sexy." teenage vampires yeah Yeah. you come across that quote something about like you wanted to make a vampire film because vampires are sexy can't make other monsters be sexy like frankenstein or something like that pretty funny yeah i don't know man uh you ever see frankenhooker pretty fucking sexy frankenhooker it's a 80s it's a classic it's a classic um it's a good good bad movie yeah very silly um nepotism at its best right this film yeah yeah sutherland jason patrick yeah 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 um but real quick though before i finish like the the history section of this um i gotta say uh you know i missed out on some major films due to like fear when i was a kid because i was scared of the the scary movies. And I got to tell you, it's a great metaphor for life. Don't make fear-based decisions, right? Like, well, don't like, let that. Like when you were like a little kid, like, yeah, any, at I mean, any time, at yeah, any I mean, time, this... even when you're a little kid, when you're a little kid, Part that's when you should be process. your bravest. That's yeah. when you should be your bravest. Oh yes. You know, time and place. And you gotta, you know, but I'm just, you know, you know, you might live longer, uh, but at what cost? You know, cowards Mickey, die many times before their own deaths. And I think quote, the sooner you have that realization, the better. Quote, unquote, Michelangelo, little kids, you should be more trusting. Meet strangers. She's <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>, a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Try to say something honest. Yeah. And Chris here is making very crude jokes. I hope you run for office one day. 
that's locker room that's basement talk that's just basement talk <laughs> just basement talk that's it's basement talk <laughs> oh chris did you did you notice the david cross cameo no when in the opening segment montage you know, with the with the uh people are strange yeah, yeah, cover, yeah. Strange. Uh, when they're yep. in there's a there's a, a guy with a hood and glasses on. He kind of like looks towards the camera. It's yep. not David Cross, but it but looks it has a fucking a, yes, lot yes. like Jason. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You fucking got me, you son of a yeah. bitch. I got yeah. you, you son of a bitch. I was going to say that, that the girl mon- kisses the rat. Yeah, I was going to say that montage was the only time there's anyone not white in it. Yeah, that montage. <laughs> yeah. That, That's I, a I failing of this of this uh-huh. film for sure. This most films a failing of, the time. of every film at that yeah, time. Alice yeah. Winter playing someone called Marco. I love Alex Winter. Yeah. Keep oh, him Alex in the movie. Best, but yes. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I actually did, but just as a side note, I do like that montage a lot. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's great. Strange montage. It's a, yeah. yeah, sets it up. Sets it up perfectly. Did you? Do you guys like? Does the boardwalk play a role in your life at any point? Oh, I was yeah. going to bring that up. I know I've never had a boardwalk experience really in my life, and I really, like, yeah, I know. And as someone who like, I think so much in like pop culture it's played such a role i've always been envious oh, yeah. of like that like i think more so like having that when you're in your, like you know puberty a kid that type mm-hmm. of thing oh, having yeah. that boardwalk experience but uh no never you guys though you have yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. We, we we were lucky enough to uh uh experience uh the east coast uh for our in our 20s um so I'm assuming is it was that is that your boardwalk experience, Mickey? You mean Co- you mean you... Coney Island? Yeah, that that was not my only one, but yeah, I mean that's that's one of them. Sure, I also my parents like to go to Galveston and Corpus Christi in Texas, which had ah, a boardwalk. Really? And then and then also how does I've it taken... compare? How does Texas yeah. boardwalk compare to like Jersey and New York boardwalk? It's the same. More I mean, they're ten just, gallon they're... hats. Yeah, yeah, there, there, there are a lot more white people in the ones in Texas. <laughs> yeah. So it's like this uh, yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it looks a lot like the California ones. It's much like Santa Clara. Uh-huh. Um, no, uh, they, um, yeah, they're basically the same, man. It's like it's like a, a pretty standard thing. It's like you put up a boardwalk, you make sure there's a Ferris wheel and some like little rides for everybody, and there's lots of like you know, lots of teen places to get, uh, you know, candy, uh, you know popcorn and hot dogs you know it's just standard standard fare you ever kiss a girl under the boardwalk yeah under the boardwalk no i've never kissed a girl on a boardwalk except for my wife but you've kissed her on the boardwalk Mm -hmm. oh i've kissed her on the boardwalk don't you oh yeah oh oh yeah yeah yeah. it's a respectable podcast you know she's the voice of the podcast let's not you know be inappropriate here yeah did uh, did you guys uh, ever uh, come across the Warriors in Coney Island? They asked me to, someone asked me to come out to play. <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I did. Can can nice. you dig it? I love. I to did play. dig it. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Yeah. No. No. I. I. Yeah. Boardwalks also with my own kids. It's like we've made you know living in Pittsburgh one of like the summer trips you typically take her to somewhere like Virginia Beach, Rehoboth myrtle you know one of those places pretty standard for pittsburghers so um so they've done a couple boardwalks in their lives and then most recently we did a, a work trip to virginia beach for two weeks and we took um our youngest son and one and one of his good friends 
And because we were working during the day and they're teenagers, we were like, okay, well, here's the deal. Keep your location on, but you boys go explore the boardwalk. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So That's they got to have cool. their bold work, their, their boardwalk summer. <laughs> but, you know, but they're teenagers. So it's like, they act like it's a boardwalk, you know, they're like, oh, it sucks out there. There's nothing to do. I'm dragging uh, my feet. Yeah. I'm so bored. I'm like, does yeah, it's a boardwalk. not work as well? Like in the modern era too? Is it just like not it's, as exciting as it once was maybe? Or it, it, it is, but it's like for them, it's like, it's getting them out. There's much harder than probably it was when at my age. Cause it was like either stay inside with like, and I don't know what you, I would even have done, but it's like, or go out in this like amazing cool place where it's like for, I think kids, there's so much access they have with mm, games yeah. and phones. It's kind of hard to get them started, but once you get them going off, oh, they're, they're the same kids as all kids. They, they, they haven't changed. Uh, I did mention when we were, when we were on this vacation, uh, that Mickey and I took, uh, that Chris wasn't on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With Marika. Um, Sons of that like the concept that we were concerned uh, and interested in your son and wanting him to be involved was mm-hmm. like such a foreign concept to my parents at that age. We're kind of like, go fucking go do your, you know, they were loving parents, but it's like, you go yeah. do your thing. I need a break. I want to enjoy time with my friends. That's the, like that sort of thing. And when, uh, um, uh, when uh, uh, Michael, uh, and uh, is talking to Lucy, his mother, uh, oh, Diane, Diane Weiss, Weiss, on the phone. Oh, so Let's talk about her. Uh-huh. But, but, oh. but, but when, when she's like, hey, will you watch Sam tonight? Mm-hmm. This would be a big favor to me. The, mm-hmm. the, like, the concept to me that my parents would ask me to do mm-hmm. something and not expect me. Like, yeah. I, I, like, I feed you. I clothe you. You don't get an allowance. And you, yeah. do, you do what I say when I say it. That's how this yeah. works. Yeah. You know, there's or when, gonna she be, said, uh, or when she says to Michael, "Hey, are we friends?" Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was like, "The wow. mom, uh, mom." But a, a, there's a certain type of '80s mom in horror films mm-hmm. that is just still my heart. Joe Beth Williams, Diane Weiss, so, D. Yeah, Wallace, she, D. Wallace, well, of course. Th- there's a bit of something there though that's hit on that I don't think we're quite calling out, which is that there's that vulnerability of she's a freshly divorced woman as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she's trying yes. to keep the family together. So there is this yep. vulnerability to it of like, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to be friends with your son, you know, having that need of like asking mm-hmm. and that type of thing. So that's a big part of it too, I think. And and the fact that that the kids aren't pining for their dad mm-hmm. says that yeah. there's some some unspoken thing there that it's like they know this is what's best too which is really heart-wrenching and sad when you think about it. It's like you get you get grandpa saying like you're the first, you know, woman I've ever seen in a divorce that ended up worse. So you uh-huh. know, it's like you get that moment so you you so you kind of get some context there but but really I think the most um which is good that he doesn't, you know, try to tell you too much. I mean, I hate being drowned in exposition, but I think there is something really sad in this film that that like looms over the family, which is that the dad is not like there is something that, that the writers knew that they were not writing in that they were like intentional about. So, so yeah, I've always thought that about yeah. that, you know, that's why you cast, you know, someone like Diane Weiss, who's just off of an Oscar win, mind you, mm-hmm. um, Hannah and her uh, sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, wow. yeah. With, with, without, without all that exposition, you just see, you see everything in her performance of like, 
where she was coming from, where she's trying to get to, um, the get relationship, away the mm-hmm. get away from yeah. the dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Grandpa. Grandpa. Uh, love grandpa. God, fucking so good. Everyone yeah. needs that kind of grandpa yeah. in their life. Whether they're your <laughs> grandpa or not, you need like an old kind of curmudgeon kind of guy. Playing dead. That's as close as I'd like to get to town. <laughs> Don't touch anything on the second shelf. Yeah, double stuffed Oreos. My double stuffed Oreos. And it's it's, it's <laughs> like peanut. Like, do, what did you guys see? That it was some sort yeah. of like peanut butter bar thing, yeah, yeah. That, like whoopies or something like that. I don't know. I had never seen those before. No, it was, it seemed know. like something that should be in the freezer. But I'll 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 I'll, I'll excuse it. I'll excuse it. Uh, yeah. Also, taxidermist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reads Big the TV time. guide instead of watching the TV. That's a whole. Yeah, I had a question about that. Is that? Hold on. I had a question about that. Okay. No. 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 You. 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 Mention what you're mentioning. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. I just thought it was hilarious that he kept bringing stuffed animals to Sam's room. Uh huh. Like to the point where he just had a like. He loves fucking with people. He must. Yes. Like he's got to know like that they're all in his closet. He's like, why does the Sam bring this up to me he needs to be a man and talk to me about this it's i what what i think of grandpa is i think of grandpa as this type of guy that is always um you can't ever take him serious right you know those mm-hmm. people in your life you're like you're like it's a joke or can, can i take him serious he's always you know putting one over on me that's mm-hmm. who he was to me it's like even with the tv guide thing i was like there's a good chance he has a TV that he's watching out in the garage or something, but, but uh-huh. hilarious that he, that's what he tells the kids. He's just always messing with them. Even when he kills the vampire, it's like, he's like, ah, the one thing about this town, damn vampires, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I want to get into that later. Yeah. At the end. But, 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 but you can never, it's like, he's the, he's the guy that you can just never take serious because he's always, his, his, his well, motif is, is everything I say is, is half truths. There's a little bit of a wink I, in everything I do. Yeah, well, like uh, the, the only thing I would say is like I disagree with the the wording of what you're saying. You can't take him literal. I can't think everything he's saying, yeah, 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 even yeah, when yeah, he's yeah. joking, there's yeah, like yeah, a yeah, lesson yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, right? I he's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's teaching you about life, about humor, about you. Yep. You know, it's like yes. everything is a lesson mm. with this guy. I don't know about the lesson part. I think part of it's amusing himself. Yeah. It's like oh, fake, for sure. Like faking his own death in the beginning. Like, you know, like what's that's but, just that's just something someone does for like but, ha-has, you know. But, but I see no, what you're saying. I'm, because, I'm teaching you about life. Yeah. He could go but, but, at but, any second, Chris. But I see what you're saying, and, and I agree <laughs> with you, Michelangelo. Nothing in it is is just like nefarious, like I'm I'm messing oh, with yeah. you. It's a, it's a, it's like it's like I'm I'm diffusing the tension in this house by being this guy, like, I, like, I understand yeah. that my family's going through a hard time right now, and I'm diffusing this with my, my quirky jokes and sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Do you think he yeah. just like, like, got high and and like fell asleep on the porch waiting for them to show up? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, ah, uh, I uh, can see that. I was joking. Watch, watch my hair. Watch my hair. <laughs> he's just well, like helping him up. It's, fucking it's, a, it's established. He's growing his own plants. He yeah, is. yeah. Doesn't look like weed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like wheatgrass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. I don't know anything. It was like I bought it. That's what that is. Yeah. 
when 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 uh, they're moving in, when Jason Patrick comes in, I love I just again, this is like movies just imbued with all these like things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but you know, he's like carrying the barbell on his shoulder like that, that he's also too. using as a clothing. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. this this is the kind of guy I need to be. He's strong, yeah. he cares about his body, he's mm-hmm. stylish, he's smart, he's inventive. Yeah. This is what a woman rides, wants. Rides a motorcycle in, doesn't even ride a with his motorcycle. <laughs> Right behind a car in the dust cloud, <laughs> dude. I was still like, looking, uh. still looking like a snack. Well, you gotta. He's he's, he's like getting the the age on the clothing. You know, it's, oh, it's okay. distressed. That's what that was. Um, I see. That's what that was. That's what that was. Um, Side note, just real quick with that. I love the fact that he like sets down his stuff and actually does a couple reps while he's talking to Corey Haim. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He does a couple curls. curls the guy's like, ah, oh, yeah. fuck. There was a lot of hot chicks on the uh, boardwalk uh-huh. earlier. I gotta, yeah, yeah. I gotta get pumped and ready to go here. Um, did you guys ever have a girl offer to pierce your ear? No. Did you have you? anyone offered to pierce your ear? I think probably whenever I was in like that awkward, like late middle school, you know, going towards puberty, there's like the couple punk kids that like did pierce their own ears, like thumbtacks, yeah. that type of thing. And it's like, oh, you can do it for you too if you wanted. It's like, oh, no, I'm good. Yeah, no, I never went through that. I mean, I was I grew up in very like conservative southern towns. It's like yeah, if 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 anybody was that kid, it would have been me and it just wasn't, you know, like I was scared of I wanted an earring. Actually, I thought that yeah. um David mm-hmm. was so cool. Oh, scary, yeah. but sure. so cool. And I wanted to have an earring like that in one ear. And my dad told me if I came home with an earring, I better come home in a dress as well. Ooh, boy. Oh, yeah. you should have come home in a dress. I should. I should be like, oh, great. Okay, so that knocks out two like, birds well, with one stone. You better marry me now. Yep, yep, yep. Can you marry your dad? Is that going too far? Is that too much? That's um, fine. My dad. <laughs> my dad is actually a lovely man. He's a product of his upbringing. Right. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like every every generation oh, yeah. progress in some way. Um, I also wanted a, a, a earring desperately. Um, uh, when I was younger. Never got it, uh, but a kid did offer in the bathroom in middle school, like he was doing. He was doing the piercing in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Uh, no, thanks." Was it the same thing, like the little, like the colored and like thumbtack kind of a thing, like that? No, like- this this was a safety pin. This was a safety pin. Yeah, which <laughs> yeah, I think it's smarter. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you, you yeah. want Sa- that safety pin and through. a lighter. Yep. Safety pin and a lighter. And oh, a yeah, lighter. Yep. 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 This now, kid smoked. I will, I will tell you that my my son has has a couple piercings. And there was a, when he, so he, he and Molly went and got it when I was out of town and they had said, uh, oh you man, you're yeah. fucking, his mom is so cool. But, 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 but Molly was like, do you, do you care? And I was like, I know that this is just some like core belief that I have to divorce and get rid of. But for some reason it makes me nervous for him to get his ears pierced. But I was like, let him do it. It's cool. So he got his ears pierced. And my parents were coming over for dinner, and I hadn't told them. And I was so nervous. Oh, I was so nervous that my dad was going to say, I can't believe you let your son do that. Campbell comes walking in, and my dad goes, dude, awesome earrings, buddy. <laughs> Give him a big hug. And I, I, like, my soul was, like, ripped out. <laughs> like, I started to cry. I ran to the back room. I was like, yeah, look at you guys right now. It's like- I was like, this is not fair. It's quintessential. It's not fair, but, but also, were you proud of your father at the same time? Like, no, 
I was like, <laughs> no, I was, I was like, all these issues I have, I've never pierced my own ears because of this. Got robbed. <laughs> Mickey, I say, I'd say all three of us, we get, we, we go, we go piercings. Well, yeah, but not in the ears. Let's go somewhere crazy. Let's go royal with it. You know what I mean? Royal, yeah. <laughs> oh, winky, yeah. Winky, 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 winky. winky. <laughs> Were you guys, uh... <laughs> I think because we're all similar ages too. Like, did you guys have the experience of like in your like, you know, junior high of like, you know, like, oh, you know, if you get pierced in the right ear, that right means ear, that they're gay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then in the nineties it was like a thing. Yeah. 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 Stupid. You gotta get if you don't get it you in the correct ear. So it's a signal. So stupid. <laughs> was that based in any kind of truth? Uh was that like a like a secret thing at one point? Because obviously, you know, it was uh you know, in society, it was not okay to be uh, um, different in any way. So was it some sort of wink, wink thing at one point? There is, I, I don't know if it was or not. It's probably easily Googleable, but I do know that the highest selling Ken doll of all time was a, you've, you've heard of this? Yeah. The, the was, left ear piercing Ken. Yeah. That, that Ken, that, that was like very fashionable, very, we'll say colorful with his clothing and very um adopted by the the by the gay community is like a great you know symbol of like progression to have like this doll that kind of represented you know gay culture and then of course mattel pulls it because they're like our bad we didn't know it was gonna be you know a you know cultural phenomenon Us making still, in a collectible still, still hmm. the best-selling like kin doll of all time Speaking you know, of uh, uh, so, homosexuality, so, but, but, but there was the earring thing. Is why I say that because it was yeah. like he was even a called like it. flashy earring Ken. I think. Hmm. Uh, did you guys have any posters on your wall like Rob Lowe? Uh, uh, and then have the your brothers ridiculous. Glenn Danzig. Oh, over the closet! I didn't even think about saying? that. Well, no, that's like I a, just that's, there's a fan theorem about that. Yeah, well, I, I think it's well, there. Also, yeah. But it's also Joel, yeah. Shoemaker, Joel Shoemaker's sexuality is like, you know, I mean, he's, I mean, he, he, he's, you know, a gay man. I'm going to put a little bit of himself growing up probably on that role. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Of course. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Um, Alex Winter talks about like, uh, you know, he was lucky enough to grow up in New York and I think his, his parents were artists and dancers uh, and he, I think you in know, France he was, too. I think he grew up in Europe yeah. as well. Um, uh, and he was, he had just done like a few Broadway plays before this. So like, he was like, oh, the, the, the homoeroticism throughout this film is, it's like very obvious without like mm -hmm. being like heavy, mm -hmm. heavy handed, mm -hmm. you know? Sure. Um, uh, and then of course you have other people in the cast. Uh, I think, um, Jameson Newlander, who was like, yeah, Jameson I didn't even like, I didn't register Alan that Frog. at all. You know, which, you know, that there was the, the, the older group who had their experience making this film and the younger group who had their experience making this both wonderful from what they've said. Well, um, it's really funny, too, right? Because uh, like there were two separate experiences considering all the stories are the, like, you know, uh, Corey Feldman, supposedly, though, like, you know, having a, a horrible coke addiction at the time, though. It's funny. It's yeah, like, you think at, like at like 14, it would have been yeah. more of a culmination. Yeah. I, I've heard I've heard some mixed stories for how the Corys handled that time. Like it was not a good it was not a good time. The Corys. The Corys. This is their the first Corys. meeting. 
This set up a decade of films. This yep. is their first one. This yeah. is their first one. Did you guys ever see the the Corey reality show? No. No. It was could have been great. It was during that boom, I think in the like late aughts, early aughts of reality television. Uh, and it, you know, it's reality television, so big surprise. It was very exploitative, but like there's 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 stuff there to go into because it's like that is a rough life those guys had. Oh, like, absolutely. That Corey Haim had, and that you yeah. know, people people like to make fun of Corey Feldman and his music career and the crazy nutso person that he kind of is now. Uh, and I will say, uh, you know, I I find him a sympathetic character. Agreed, for yeah. sure. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, his story a, is a rough one. Robbed of a childhood. Is is just like the first offense, you know? It's like robbed mm-hmm. of a childhood, robbed of a lot of innocence. That I think we all kind of get to. Um, that when you're you have a normal child, I mean, what is a normal childhood really? But but when you have one that is not plagued by dardom, uh, early like like when the people around you <laughs> don't protect you. Yeah, I think that's what yeah. I think that's Take mostly advantage. what maybe the essence of what you're saying is that you a a, a child should be protected not necessarily Mm -hmm. shielded but protected and cared for yeah Yeah. and like like you know you want you 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 want to try to raise them so they can be Mm -hmm. self-sufficient not leave Mm -hmm. them on their own well like like we talked about themselves like we talked about with campbell even over the holiday um you know i'd said to him about you know drinking and and just you know um uh other you know, drugs and things that may he may come across in his life. I said, you know, hopefully you're in a space with people that that you trust, that care about you, that that don't want to see you in any harm. And because when you're around people being safe, you're allowed to make mistakes when people care about you. But when you're around people that that see you as a paycheck, around people that see you as as a temporary like like uh, relationship or circumstances of where you are. They're not going to to look out for your best interest. So if you're going to go down those roads, I, I, anyway, the Hames, the the Corys definitely, they didn't have people looking out for them for sure. It's a, it's a bummer. But Joel Shoemaker swears, and, and the documentary I watched, he was like he he took those kids very seriously, and he was very concerned for Corey Feldman throughout filming because it was very concerning to see what they were going through for him, and he was trying to be very protective the whole time. He, I think, uh, I think he actually like fired him mm-hmm. for a short term because of how bad his coke addiction was, and then brought him back. But uh, I was just gonna kind of tie it in. I don't know if you guys seen that documentary, Showbiz Kids, that Alex Winter made about. I have not. But I, uh, it's Ali, good. Ali saw it. Uh, yeah, yeah. If, if Alex Winter Sad. made it, he's mm-hmm. he's. Uh, yeah, of course. It's it's like childhood actors. Uh, we just gotta have them for some reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fucking well, not it shows, an easy road. It shows the documentary shows the good and the bad. You know what the I mean? Like it bad, shows yeah. the those the child actors that unfortunately were manipulated and taken advantage mm-hmm. of, and yeah. the ones that were had very nurturing and caring parents or support around them that you know mm-hmm. it, they look upon those times as great times of their life. You know, and whether they've kept into a- acting or moved into other arts or completely outside of it, but. 
So it's, it's yeah. true for so much, right? It's a range of uh, experiences. Unfortunately, whenever you don't have uh, the ability to speak up for yourself in a voice, it's easy for those to take advantage mm-hmm. of you as mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. so often like true throughout history and modern world. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, w- with that being said, you know, it's, it's, you talk about people taking care of people. They must have bonded this particular cast over this experience of this That's film. That's what because, they say. Mm-hmm. Because I remember um, I was reading that that the one of the vamp the vampire the um, the not known vampire I should say what's his name uh, the There's blonde the haired one right Dwayne uh, and Paul Brooke McCarter and Billy Worth yes yes Brooke, right yes I think he took Corey do you know this he took Corey mm-hmm. Hayman in when he had lost a lot and was like really bad with his addiction he took him in and tried to like protect him and and help him go straight. Which is pretty incredible, you know, that many years later from this experience, having somebody like that say, no, 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 I'm, I want to take care of you. I just think that's, I mean, yeah, that, that obviously this was a very bonded cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of bonding, um, what Michael goes through in order to make friends and get that girl interested in him. Um, do you guys have any stories uh, similar to... Uh, like, ah, fuck, am I really doing this right now? Am I guess I'm going to do this thing so that I'm accepted into this group of people or, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. Not nearly to that level. Well, of course. Mm. It's, I mean, uh, well, the, you, I, weren't, I mean, but even you weren't becoming to, a vampire. Chris, well, but so. I mean, even to the level of like, I can call out like certain events or places necessarily. Like, I think I can definitely think of a handful of experiences in which I felt like I was just putting on a face to try to get into someone's Mm -hmm. maybe like a social clicks, good graces or to try to like, you know, to cozy up. But I can't really think of like, and nothing, not not a fascinating story. Unfortunately. Mm. I know Mickey and I, uh, we created, when we met each other, we created the John Wayne club. The old uh, John Wayne Club. We okay. would we would wrestle and punch each other in the arms. And Mickey, was it you, Mickey, or was it Keith that had the the bruise on his arm that didn't heal until Christmas break? So for six my, months, my hematoma. Yes, your hema. He, we, he had a bruise on his wow. bone. It yeah. did Damn, not dude. heal until for six months until yeah. Christmas break. That, 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 that Michelangelo right? gave me. Michelangelo gave it to me. He's saying and, it's and, like, and the is, other, there was another uh, there person was, in the club. There was, that there gave was it. another person in the club, but the other person in the club seemed to be very genteel compared to you. They were like, no, oh, but gonna, you'd be like, I'm going to punch you so hard. Oh, I remember Mickey so being like, hard. no, fucking punch it. No, fucking like, I could take it. I could take it. Yeah. Yeah. Not homoerotic st- at all. I still have nerve damage in these fingers. Really? Maybe. Uh, so real no, quick I then. don't. I don't. I don't. But I want. I want him to feel bad for me. Yeah, I did chip <gasps> your tooth as well, and that you that, did. Break, yeah, you broke my tooth. Yeah, you broke my tooth. Yeah. yeah. So real quick, you brought that up relevant to your own question about trying to get with uh, uh, like impress a girl. <laughs> Which one of these two guys in this club was the girl that you're trying to impress? Both of them, really. Obviously, uh, obviously. Our, 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 our other friend. I won't. I won't say his name because he probably doesn't want to be associated with this. But like I loved. He was like he was like Matt Damon to me. He's, yeah, like, he's one of the most brilliant actors yeah. I've ever known. Yeah. Uh, 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 I, I I love him to this day. Um, uh, it's a shame he doesn't act anymore. Um, I got to spend time with him. I tried putting up a play with him and I went to his hometown to rehearse a play. 
for like two weeks. And then he came to Chicago when I was living in Chicago, but the thing fell through anyways. Um, he was a great actor and, and, and wise beyond his years. Yes. Always felt wise beyond his years. Yes. But yeah. So did you ever try to impress a girl so much and, mm -hmm. and you know, was it punching her arm? Mm -hmm. I punch Allie every day in hopes to impress her. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to press that. Joking, obviously. Rocks girls. <laughs> throwing rocks at girls. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 apologies to anyone who might be triggered. Uh, obviously, physical abuse is not uh, okay in any way. Um, unless it's to your buddy. That you please don't want to cancel me. Don't cancel me. <laughs> yeah, please. You're like, oh boy. Uh, so, Grandpa's house. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. You'd have to be a tech millionaire nowadays to own something like that. Oh yeah, California, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty sweet property. Also, my big frack Greek wedding. Stealing from this movie. Huh? Oh, the Windex. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 So. Yep. <laughs> Sam. 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 Dinner scene. Dinner scene. Okay. Unknowingly. Garlic. Unknowingly helping Max mm -hmm. get laid. Yep. Gives him garlic. Everyone knows yep. that increases blood flow for a better erection, mm -hmm. full hard erection. Yep, yep. And uh, of course, he wets his pants. He's got to take off those pants now. Mm -hmm. You know pants what I'm saying? Get clean somewhere. Yep. Classic <laughs> how, move. How did we jump to this? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> Mickey, Mickey was there with me. Uh, thank you, Mickey. Getting no. replaced, Chris. Um, <laughs> more vacations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, go eat your so, maggots, Chris. Go uh, eat your fucking maggots. Um, you know, did you guys actually real quick along that? Did you guys ever have that experience of like you're a ten year old at a sleepover and it's like the closing your eyes and it's like and the eyeballs and it's grapes and the witch and the worms and it's cold spaghetti and that whole Halloween walkthroughs, yeah. not not like yeah. sleepover. But yeah. just funny, it's like yeah. this is the only film that I can think of that like captures that. Yeah. And you then of course I mean? we get a beautiful recall in uh what we do in the shadows. Uh would you like some squabetti or whatever? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. They do the trick yeah. and they keep doing it's it. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, um did you did either of you this is probably a harder question. It's a hard question, I think, for this group because you asked the hard. We, it's so disjointed our mm -hmm. memory of it. But like, did you fall for the mislead with Max? Were you like at the end? Were you like, oh, I have to it's believe it's fucking as a, Max. I have to believe as a child I was. Yeah, right. Sam, I would imagine that on one of the viewings that was true, but man, I don't remember it. Yeah. How about you? Were you surprised? I still don't quite understand it. This is no. a real Tyler Durden situation. Mm -hmm. um, well, for that no, matter, I think like the scene with the vampire kite, like that whole thing, 
Mm-hmm. Like that's such a weird little scene when you think about it as a whole. Like, why did that happen? Why does he? Why is why is David doing that? Yeah, I guess like, rebelling against his father. I guess it's a pretty lame rebellion. <laughs> hey, who swam across the lake first? But who swam the furthest? <laughs> kind like kind of you, but you you weren't able to see what was going on. Doesn't matter. I swam the man's furthest. competition. There was a lake. We had to swim across it and back. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's what swim across the lake meant. Thanks for explaining. <laughs> Thanks for. <laughs> it wasn't a metaphor. It was exactly <laughs> what it sounded what it like. Sounds like. Yeah, it was a good time. It was. It was good for us. Actually, it was a great uh, bit of exercise. Yeah. Um. I, I. I enjoyed it. I actually missed not being able to get up and go swimming like that every morning. Right. God. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, that was beautiful. Jamie Gertz, wait, so, huh? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Fantastic. Beautiful. You know, not a what lot do you guys do. think about the 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 star? Yeah, her character and uh, Jason Patrick, like their arc. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like what's supposed to happen. No not necessarily imbued with a lot of stuff. It doesn't really yeah. make a lot of sense. It's 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 like <laughs> she's, she's severely she's underwritten. underwritten. Yeah, uh, she's like, underwritten. They're 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 relying solely on her like muse like beauty, right? Where yeah. it's like where it's yeah. like we're gonna choose somebody who is just I mean she is absolutely stunning. And I think that and her performance know, is great as well. And I think that's why she's given. That's why it's so forgivable. That's why it's so forgivable. She she does she does a lot. I I think she does a fucking ton with what she's given. And there's a reason yeah. why she's had a long career. You know, and well, and the fact that she is multi billion. Yeah. She's also oh is she is she like independently she wealthy? Married into a lot of money, <laughs> but at this time. Oh no 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 not this no, time. No, but she's no, but... she is incredibly and I don't want to say just about her looks, just there's people there are people who have a presence that is extremely um magnetizing. Magnetizing hypnotizing eper- hypnotizing effervescent. It's like mm. she has a shirt a certain je ne sais quoi where it's Ooh. like you put her in in five minutes of your film and you can't take your eyes off her because and it's not yeah. just looks, guys. I don't want to say she it's works just as looks. stars. No, no, yeah. because it's it's more than that. How many times has we talked about this in the um uh uh the Bruiser episode? Yeah, right. Where it's like, oh, we'll get this lady who's like a uh, mm-hmm. not a very talented actor but pretty to play this part, and like and it'll it be super easy. It fails. She mm-hmm. she has she has not only uh, uh, beauty, but like that extreme talent. So it's like, I, I get that. Attra- I, I get why uh, Michael goes on the journey. He does Michael. to impress her. And by the way, when they hook up, first of all, that's like, I don't know how old she's supposed to be, but Michael's like supposed to be 17. I believe. In the I think film. she's supposed to be about the same age. Um, uh, so those are seventeen year olds. Yeah, but you know, she could. How long is she? Well, she's but not she's, a full vampire. She's a half. She's, she's not a half. She's, she's a half. Yeah, um, uh, uh, but uh, uh, the the their their like sex scene is like so adult and romantic that it's like I I think of myself at that age and like how awkward 
and like you know, if it was like a more realistic of what a 17-year-old might go through, and that's yeah, it'd be, it'd be like what there, there, right there. Is that where I'm supposed to? No, okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Is that the right? Oh, oh, wrong hole, wrong hole, wrong hole. Yeah, I was gonna say their love scene looks like a perfume ad. <laughs> it does. It does. It like it's... it was like I checked out during the love scene. It was like uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Well, and also but like yeah. I think appropriate for the time period. That's what they want. That's what the sure. studio wanted to that's see. True. You know, and also when I was young watching it, it was like that's that's love to me. Yeah. It's like right, love. It's like like yeah, you can fall in love with somebody. I no, and I mean this. I believe you could fall in love with somebody just by seeing them across a crowded. Oh, I you agree know, with that still. Outdoor yeah. concert. I just saw we met eyes. There's there's a romanticism, you know, in, in the same way that that you can be uh, uh, have a creative imagination like like um, the Frog Brothers and Sam. There is also a romanticism about like believing that Jason Patrick is completely committed and in love with Star and willing to go as far as he is just by seeing her across a crowded room. These are things that, yes, are tropey and silly and and can be seen as cheesy, but they're also things that are extremely fun to give into and allow yourself to to emotionally invest in right it's like it's so yeah, easy to and be relatable a cynic and for me. So, but yeah and it's so easy to be cynical and be like yeah but when but it's what's lovely about having seen this as a young kid was that i hadn't built cynicism right i hadn't built these these things so for me i get to like look at it with this like innocent eyes and be like Yes, you can fall in love that way. Yes, vampires are real. Yes, it's a good thing you read Superman number issue number forty. You know, it's like <laughs> it's Batman, you know, Batman, Batman issue number 40. fourteen. I think fourteen. <laughs> you can't put it with Batman. Number... <laughs> you haven't even introduced this particular character. I was like, these kids know what they're doing. This is what my parents tell me not to do, and I'm telling you, I need to be better at my comic book knowledge. I need to spend more time in the comic book store. Need more time with the comic books, less time with yeah. your with your with your wife and son. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so anyway. Yes. Uh I have a question for you guys, just a thought. Please. So to that point. I'll kiss uh, you. <laughs> Butterfly kisses or uh Eskimo kisses. Eskimo kisses. Yeah. Eskimo kisses. <laughs> They're the All most right. fun. They're the most fun. Can we you say that now? Happen. Is that like not an okay thing to say? I don't, I don't know. know. I, so. I don't know. I don't no, or, know. I don't know if it's a problem. I don't think there's a problem. We're all in here. We're all grandpas. We said Eskimo kisses. Don't don't try to take the sticker off. Well, I guess to cover, uh, may replace the phrase "the cold First Nation," something like that. Maybe. Yeah. What would you call it? Yeah. I like cold First Nation, but that's just I'm an immigrant, cool. first generation immigrant. Uh, so you know, so there's star and then there's the boy that is the half laddie laddie so from the civil war the, era <laughs> is one of the lost boys a pedophile i don't think so turning but a, like a 10 year old just saying yeah well maybe it was like i i could also i i see what you're saying but i could also see it from the perspective of like fucking star needs like somebody to care for you know yeah. Hmm. Or 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 like Max being like, I want a family. I want a little boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, so he was. We don't like have all the Anne Rice rules. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's yeah. like, you know, uh, uh, you're not supposed to turn him so young. You know? Yeah. It's hmm. fucked That's up. Fair. It's definitely yeah. fucked up. 
Oh, yeah, kid's da- not kid's for damned. somebody that young. Kid's damned. Kid is damned his whole and life. I, and on the other end, if you watch the television show, What We Do in the Shadows, um, there's like a really old lady and she wants to get turned. And Nadia, if you know the character Nadia, mm-hmm. she's like, uh, it, you just be, you'll just be really old like you are now. You don't get young again. She's like, okay, never mind then. That's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys feel like at this point in your life, right that you're like nah i don't want to be a vampire anymore like if you had asked me 10 years ago maybe but like right now i'm not i don't feel like i'm at my peak i never wanted to be a vampire we'll get to that later chris well you know here here's the thing right i i agree about never wanting to be a vampire but really okay 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 yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um vampire hunter absolutely oh yeah oh yeah vampires cool oh, shit. racist yeah Okay. Racist? Why what? racist? Yeah. Explain. Anti-vampire, dude. Vampire's not a race. How come you think everything's a race? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Answer the no, question. Answer, answer the question. <laughs> it's called stupidity. <laughs> okay? I don't understand things. So I need another uh, Iron City. <laughs> but with that being said, if you go with the Anne Rice vampires, um, and they do turn very beautiful as vampires, regardless of you know they 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 do Im- they get imbued with certain like you know aesthetic you know p- pleasing. I think between the forty aesthetic and fifty pleasing, age, keep keep going. No, I want you to finish. They, they, they become aesthetically pleasing. You know, as a vampire, you become aesthetically pleasing. But I think between the forty and fifty age is where you're actually like, yeah, I'd like to like get a little bit of that like give me some of that bite. Get a little plumpness yeah, in the, my the, eyes, yeah, yeah, little yeah. tightness in the cheekbones. Yeah. Give me, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, I'd be like, I'm interested in it, and I know a lot of people that are that would be way into it. They'd be like, okay, yeah, you get, ooh, get take take care of some of these little wrinkles around the eyes. I like it. I think we just created a uh, an idea, guys. Yeah, people that inject vampirism into their face, like Botox, <laughs> to become younger. <laughs> well, there are people who like uh, do bee stings in their face. I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about it. Go on. Hey, you sting your face with the bee stuff. Cool. <laughs> it inflames it, and uh, you know what else did you let the, the bee sting? My dick. It got huge, <laughs> throbbing. Huge throb. <laughs> was awful though. Okay, so I guess this this bridges a question I had. Um. Is it so bad to be a vampire in this in this film? In this film, like, is is Max's storyline kind of tragic? You know, it's like think about uh, this. This is what I'm posing to you because if you think about who they've killed in the film, uh, they're either extremely annoying or bad people. How so? Like, how is like um. A the couple the they pick on the security surf guard, Nazis. Like, surf Nazis. Yeah, that does, does that really come across in the film though? Like I know if you no, like, look it up, it says Nazis. that. If you look it up, yeah, yeah, it doesn't. But, but like they're not in nice. the film. That come true. They're thieves. Yeah, but but the cops, the cops. Not, they don't have jobs. They're the because they stole because they stole a the couple cop. comic books from the Frog Brothers. The, the, he's not a cop. Guy. He's a rent a cop. He's he's he is that guy's wow, an incel. That guy's an incel. If ever for there anybody was anybody out there for anybody out there who does security at like a mall or any of these fine establishments that we all like to, um, you know, frequent 
You are not a rent. I don't frequent malls. Where what what where do you live that you frequent? Um, you go to the mall a lot. Yeah, I go to Monroeville Mall. That's right. Is that where you get? Mickey has a pretty lucrative side business uh, of uh, uh, sneakers. Oh, really? No, that, 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 that's the Night of the Living Dead Museum in the Monroeville Mall. That's like the mall from yeah, yeah, yeah Dawn of the Dead. But also, like, like legit, he makes a pretty good side income. With well, sneakers, I would say right? pretty good. I'm, I do make a side Decent. income on sneakers. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and I'd also, say it's okay. At, on the vacation, your family won the fucking best footwear award. Like you guys, fucking man, they were rocking. Oh, Chris, don't you shake your head. <laughs> You just play into a stereotype, my friend, over and over every time. Oh, you're staring at their shoes, huh? I'm more about their feet. What a shocker. You and Quentin Tarantino getting together a lot? No, they they fucking, no, screw you. You're like, you guys, guys, as a family, as as a family. Beautiful feet. Not feet, shoe wear. How many kisses do they deserve for how good their feet look? So many kisses. Per toe? (laughs) <laughs> uh, no but seriously like like every day it was like how many sneakers did you guys bring with you like yeah. i don't know if you just like rotated like two or three pairs properly but like i was like fucking i wish i wish i had cool kicks like that yeah we just we have we had a couple of cool kicks that we wore that was not it was not like i don't want people to misconstrue what he's saying is like we showed up with like a car full of sneakers we showed Did up with like man just for the sneakers. One <laughs> to rock, one to stock. Yeah, one to rock, one to stock, baby. Did you guys no. coordinate amongst the family? Footwear. They um, seem to have. They. It looked like at least you and Molly <laughs> did. It, that's what it looked like. We did not. We did not. You and Molly were uh, Adidas track shoots and some white Adidas kicks from Run DMC. We do, <laughs> but like, but like no, but like no undershirt and just a gold chain. Hell yeah! I don't know if I'm talking out of place here, and I I apologize if I'm being inappropriate, but they do seem like a Nike family. Oh, a lot yeah, of Nike. The, tr- the, the, the truth is that that it is that is when it comes to footwear, we are pretty loyal to the uh, the Nike brand. Um, not all that we wear, but when it comes to the sneaker game, we do kind of stick with Jordan one through five. Unlike Sam, who is a obvious Lakers fan, wearing the Reeboks. Mm. The Mike, the the Magic Johnson Reeboks, mind you. Mm-hmm. Again, <laughs> we got off track. But where were we? Uh, the vampire, like, like, yeah. my vampire my uh, yeah. sympathy for St- Sam storyline, and like, Max's. like, it's like, or I'm sorry, uh, 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 Max's, like, he wants a family. Yeah, and like they seem pretty yeah. like you know Kiefer, you know, yeah. it's going through his teenage uh, years. Like, is that know, really uh, sympathetic though? Like, how, do you have a lot of sympathy there? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I mean, a like, little I, bit. I feel like in a lot of other vampire stuff, like there's definitely some scenes to give you that sympathy for the monster, that type of thing. But that doesn't really yeah. happen in this film. Yeah, I don't, I don't, and also don't think that wanting a family and taking things to make a family necessarily makes you a, a sympathetic mm-hmm. character. Okay, like, maybe not sympathetic. Like, I understood his point of view. I guess it was okay. it was clear to me why he was doing what he was yeah. doing. Because like, in the real world, most kidnapped children are from people that want families. Don't you? <laughs> but don't you want to like live <laughs> live forever as a young person and just party all night and like? Suck the blood of uh, okay. vampire, uh, not vampire, but uh, surf Nazis, and um, pretty cool. 
Jesus, I want to stay young and suck surf Nazis for. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, like to your point though, like, I guess I think of like <laughs> the lost boys, their life does not seem like fun to me. No. Like, Fair it's enough. Yeah, as, thing, as like, an adult boring. man. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think even back then it would have probably been like, I mean, like they're like, yeah, now we're going to party by like, running around in our cave and doing like this he's waving his chris it do seems... some more partying do some more party yeah yeah it does seem like a lonely existence you know well that's these... why they're trying to acquire more people yeah so well, I mean, and also you know going on the name even the lost boys you know it's like it's it's in reference to peter pan mm-hmm. and you know the lost boys which is also like you know is being perpetually young I mean, it, it is a it is a prison sentence. It is. Is yeah. it a good thing? Yeah, right. Right. Well, or, or like uh, Darren Aronofsky's Fountain of Youth. It's like the pursuit of staying young forever is a pursuit that only ends in like, you know, it's like it's like there's. I'm not going to ruin that movie, but but yes, the pursuit the of staying young is. Come, yeah. I got it. Yeah. So, I, I told you I was going to work this in. Yeah. Oh uh, boy, here's your chance. Oh boy. But so at, right after our vacation, I had to go back home. My grandmother, who would have been 94 in December, passed away. Uh, my brother called me. I hopped on the plane, got there just in time. I was in the we were in the room all together when it happened. And um, you think it's like you hate you hate losing someone. Mm-hmm. I think we've all lost. Mm-hmm someone in our lives and i think the listener you've you've probably lost someone and it fucking sucks but mm-hmm. it's like a necessary part of it's just like necessary unfortunate mm-hmm. necessary part of life and you just you, you got to be happy if they live long enough i mean you make it to your 90s that's yeah, pretty it's amazing great. it's a good run you know and it had not if had it not been for her dementia she probably would have lived longer you know uh, 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 but yeah, the, the ride's got to come to, I, like, I remember I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the, like, you know, we're doing the visitation. So I'm Catholic. They do like this long visitation where you do this like day long thing where people come and you have to stand there and you, you think every, like they come and they, it's like a line at a wedding. They come and they talk to you like everybody. Right. And at one point I remember just like they're talking about the afterlife and about heaven and things like that. And like, I don't know what I believe, but part of me at this point in my life is like, man, I don't know if I want an afterlife. I just like the, the peace of mind I have when I check out of everything is so wonderful at this point. (laughs) I'm like the idea of nothingness after life seems good to me in a way do we need, <laughs> to, call, do we need to call an emergency <laughs> line right now my friend says the, the void sounds thing? like a good that, thing am, 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 like i don't know i don't know where i'm at right now no 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 the void the, the void that you're talking about i i joke by calling it the void but no i think there's something healthy about about and, and i want to be very careful that i'm not putting words in your mouth so please correct me if what i'm saying is not please what put you're something saying. in my mouth I'm going to put something in your mouth right now. Just sit over there and shut up. Um, I think that, that for me, the idea of not necessarily an afterlife, but that you, that, that the stress 
the pain, the the anxieties of of the parts of our lives that are that are tough disappear. Also, do some of the joyful things, but we return back to something. For me, that is is not an afterlife, but it's like a you know a cellular degenerative thing where it's like you're now still part of you know it's like it's like right now you're breathing other people's essence you know that have passed away because you know it's like their cells don't they don't disappear they just go back into the earth you know no you don't know you've never heard that like you're breathing in like dead dead cells like yeah i mean like no i I haven't heard that i haven't heard that energy cycles whatever decomposes becomes like life-giving that's just like true of like everything right cycle continues your energy goes on uh real quick uh plug uh uh speaking of that you know uh becoming uh more popular is the idea of uh composting post-death which i am pro that i i actually we have a we have a, what they call a um i can't remember what they call it. i think they call it um, um it's something like that but 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 we have one right next to our house where where if you pass away, they do uh, like a burial, but it's like it's it's you decompose naturally into the mm-hmm. earth, and you're not you know it's just like and it's a very special like little area that's been sanctioned by the city that you can do that, and it's like right by our house, and we went oh to one nice and I was like I told Molly I was like that's that's what there there's one of two ways I want to go either like that or I've told her huh. I'm happy if my time comes to put a little bottle of whiskey in my lap, uh-huh. roll me out into the woods in a wheelchair. Okay. And let me have my bottle of whiskey and just see what nature wants to do with me. And, you know, I figure it's going to be like me and a bear just staring each other down. And I'm going to be like, I have no problem, man. Come ha- come eat. Come dine. That is... Uh, what? Is that dark? <laughs> the screams no. of your death will echo. <laughs> Why did I think that was a good choice? <laughs> this oh, is so no. painful. This is I so made a terrible, terrible Why mistake. do I feel everything? <laughs> I feel more alive than I have in 20 years. Why did he start at the feet and is working up? This is terrible. <laughs> cut, cut to like a fucking October 13th. Your wife just wheels you out right now. <laughs> like out in the woods. There you go. Let's see what happens. It's got the ride's got to end, right? Got to end. I think that we, I can, uh, I can state that, and I'm sure that we all agree with this. We're all just praying for the sweet, sweet release of death. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here, drink this, guys. Drink this. Drink, drink this. Drink. drink, drink. drink I made the special drink. drink. I made the special drink for tonight. <laughs> drink out of the special bottle. It's bejeweled. It's bejeweled, you know it's good. And I think that that's something that binds all of us is like, you know, I think we learn from each other's uh, lived experiences, but we also learn from each other's, you know, handling of death and 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 knowing that we are so finite and that there is like, you know, you know, I mean, to be immortal to me feels like it would be more, would give oh. me more anxiety than being. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Seeing all your loved ones pass. Yeah. 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 That said, I would totally be a vampire, though. <laughs> yeah. You die. You can still die as a vampire. You could, like, having the choice. It when is you check so out. hard to die as a vampire, though. See, like, in movies. Depending on your world. Depending on your world. 
Look, in movies, in it's life, easy to die. Life. In real life, life it's much harder to die as a vampire. <laughs> in Anne Rice's world, it's pretty fucking... It's it's pretty hard. Like, Lestat, Lestat has lived through some pretty crazy things. Well, if, 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 if I mean, honestly talking, okay, so, so you have to get holy water and you have to, like, douse somebody in it. It's like, I, I do think, let's get to the third act of the film. Are we good to move on to there? Oh, what a kid's fantasy, the the the, the squirt guns with the holy yeah. water. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame. Like, this came out in 87. And the super soaker, I wrote this down, actually. I wrote, like, created by a NASA soakers. jet propulsion uh, engineer. Uh, uh, one of the few minorities in this country to ever like actually get a patent on something and to uh, uh, like reap the benefits of it. Uh, his name. Holy shit. Lonnie Johnson. He created it in like the mid eighties, but didn't hit the shelves to the nineties. My point is, man, they could have used some super soakers for these yeah. v- fucking vampires. Right. Yeah. Like they got the, the the weak stream, Chris. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. The weak uh-huh. the weak stream, but Mickey knows what I'm talking about. The super soaker is the way to go. Well, but none of their battles are from a far away, though. They have to get up close. So I don't think in this situation it would. Now, if you could set up one of them as a as a bit of a sharpshooter, yeah, like I would a sniper. Agree. I don't they, think you like, need like to like be far away for the super soaker. Just like you drenching them is my point. It's like it's more like you actually the old school ones that we had. It took like it was like. <laughs> you gotta jerk it off. Yeah, yeah. No, then you, you I'm, talk, I'm talking. I'm talking. Well, jerk it off. The Homer Radisson. Yeah. Yeah, but if if you got if you got the the tank, you got the tank behind you and the release valve where you like yeah, you just spend a lot of time pumping it. They're recently divorced kids without yeah, they money. They oh, they're not getting not a have, tank. Frog Brothers got a fucking comic book uh store at their disposal. I mean, that's and, true. Like, but time. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah, all I'm no, saying. They, yeah, could, the have, they could have acquired a super soaker had they existed, is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. would have been cool. Yeah. But yeah. it's good to have limitations. Yeah. <laughs> so I know you have brought up, I think, super soaker to me like a lot six recently. times recently. My, so my partner, so Allie, has a, a very false idea <laughs> of, she has a childlike idea of what a super soaker can do. She thinks it's like a power washer, essentially. Uh, but let's not get into that right now. Um, the last act of this film. Let's get into yeah. that. Let's get into that. Marco's tragic death. R.I.P. <sighs> yeah. Marco. Poor Marco. Poor Marco. <laughs> Never saw it coming. Poor Marco. Poor Dwayne. Poor Paul. Yeah, all of them. I will say, I would have appreciated Chekhov's bow and arrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those yeah. of you who don't know what that means, uh, uh, Chris, do you, do you care to explain... What I mean gun. by Chekhov's, Chekhov's well, gun is what it's whenever known as. But... In hockey, you got a guy up against the wall and you come into him really hard. That's called check a off. check off. <laughs> and sometimes they have. I gun. like coming into guys hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I call it Chekhov's gun. <laughs> that's what I come. That's why I come into a guy hard. <laughs> But it's a, a narrative principle. 
Uh, yeah, I was gonna say though, how would you how would you say that in a short and sweet? Would you just call it a narrative principle though? That a is a narrative really, principle that, that states yeah, every introduce... element in a story must yeah. be necessary, yeah, and irrelevant elements should be removed. So yeah, if, if, you, you, if introduce you introduce yep. antlers, like they do it with the antlers, if you introduce antlers, they'll come into the story at some point, mm-hmm. which doesn't make sense to me, by the way. Well, let's get to that w- when okay. we talk about deaths. Yeah. Um, sure. But I just, I would have loved just like, I don't know, just the fucking scene of Sam using a bone arrow because it, it's, it's a nitpicky thing. The movie's still great, but like it, a fucking, it's super hard to use a bow and arrow. It's not like something you can just pick up like a, um, uh, uh, like anything, right? It's, 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 it's a, te- it's a technique and a skill. How far away do you think he is though? He's, he's not, not that far, far, but still, I it's still a pretty fucking hard thing to do, especially as a little kid. Maybe That's as an adult point. man, it's Considering easier, but as a little kid, yeah. And, uh, 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 but but you know, again, it's not enough to cause me to uh, you know uh, put a point against the film. But uh, you know, a little little thing there. But like this film is extremely fast and efficient. You know, Sam immediately accepts that uh, um, uh, Michael is a vampire we don't go through like you're not a vampire prove it blah 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 you know i love the i'm gonna butcher the quote but that uh yeah was it my brother uh a scum sucking vampire yeah wait till mom wait till mom finds out oh that scene is so like you could there was so so relatable (laughs) so fucking relatable it doesn't matter what's going on at that age you it's the fear of your parents like finding out what's going Uh on like when he's like like god when he's (laughs) when he calls his mom and he's floating Uh out the window like the humor of it comes through their but ultimately their connection and their bond to like okay just like i'm your brother i'm not i'm I, i you know this might be happening but i'm your brother mm-hmm you know, those bonds, like it fucking nails brotherhood so fucking well. Yeah. Frog Brothers. I love how inept they are, but how they don't like necessarily ex- like it's like, have they killed vampires before or have they not? They don't expressly <laughs> yeah. tell you. Yeah. They do know a lot. It's like, do they know a lot from the co- it's the comic book? Like, did the grandpa write the comic book? Was he the writer of the comic books? Well, this there's, there's an comic element book with all yeah, the facts. There's an element of like, like when they tell him you got to read this book if you're going to live here, buddy, you know, and it's like, okay, so the Frog Brothers know something or is this just all rumor and hearsay and they actually finally stumble across the actuality of it. And I think that's yeah, what it is. That's what I always yeah. thought. Yeah. But yeah, so then, you know, you get the, you get everybody coming in and then you got what I like, we talked about, you know, kind of like the Home Alone, like staging the house, getting ready. It's like that's before Home Alone. Would you guys have gone for the smallest and weakest vampire first? <laughs> right? It seems no. like a mistake, right? Probably probably get the each leader, each yeah. one of them should at least take a stake. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah right? Like once and, instead of one. Yeah, and yeah. Also, also, David exudes leadership in that group, right? Absolutely. It's like you don't have to be that intuitive to, to walk in there and say, you know, David's the leader of this group. But it's, it's, it's David it's, or it's Laddie. It's like mm-hmm. viable though that it's like oh we'll go with the weak one first like that seems like a little kid mistake <laughs> yeah true yeah. like like I get I I get yeah. it I get it enough you know what yeah. I mean like yeah. and it, it feeds into the comedy of the Frog Brothers yeah mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I just love how how quick they are to want to kill Star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's a great it's a great fucking moment. laddie bursts through the fucking the fucking bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're scared shitless. Oh yeah. <laughs> what you were saying, Mickey, I'm sorry. No, I'm just I'm getting us through that third act, you know, getting yeah. us to to you know, as I so I saw, I'll tell you something fun, like you know, watching this film and and just the whole buildup of of that final, you know, the final fight between the vampires and Sam and the Frog Brothers and Michael. You know, in my mind, I remember Michael and David's square off in the end of this film to be epic, right? To be like yeah. next level, and, oh, biggest really? moment okay. ever. That's, that's how like, I remember it too. Like one of the most quintessential like fight scenes in the history of film, right? <laughs> that's how it, that's how I, you know, it did imprinted on me as a kid. And then you watch it and you're like, Oh, they're oh, pushing each other. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, yep. it's like which is pretty realistic for like a teenager <laughs> yeah. fight. Teenage boys, pushing yeah. each other. Yeah. yeah. It seems but, like it yeah. seems like maybe they like were running out of time and money towards the end. And like it's like it again, it doesn't ruin the special place this has for me, but like it does like it's kind of a letdown. The fights at the end. It kind of just all happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like, like again, I say it's like I don't know because you were not fortunate enough to put yourself there as a kid. And maybe there was something special about like, maybe that effect was, I mean, it's Richard Donner. Oh, I think, I mean, time I think, and I, place, yeah. it works. Time and place, yeah, well, it fucking works. Yeah. The, the yeah, bathtub seeing. death is great. Oh, it's mm-hmm. fucking fantastic. That's it's awesome. But, but it's like, that's my problem, right? The bathtub death is so good that mm. you expect the next ones to be and, to top yeah, it. It's not, they don't yeah. they don't they don't quite. They're they're all pretty easily beaten. Even even at the very end. Obviously, I'm not criticizing the film. No, I'm saying no, it's, 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 it's still failure. it's still great. Fucking time and place. No, it's 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 great and on top of it just being great, I'm like I'm telling you as a child, it, it imprinted on me so heavy when Michael and David finally show off and they're like flying across the ceiling. I remember it being such an epic, wonderful, amazing moment in film. Oh for yeah, myself. they're flying. Yeah, that that you know. Again, it's like w- once you've lived through 20 years of seeing some of the amazing fight sequences, like from like The Matrix, John Wick's, from these things, like you oh, look that, at that, that it's like that brings up something, Mickey, that I want to ask you specifically. This is this this is going to go back to our Warlock, Warlock episode. Hmm. Uh, Mickey, better flying, Matrix, Warlock, or the Lost Boys? The Lost Boys has the best flying. I will agree with you there. We can we can <laughs> agree on that. We can, we can Warlock agree on that. And the Matrix, yeah. Go go back to listen to our Warlock episode and and uh, R.I.P. Julian Sands. Mm-hmm. What a tragedy. Yeah. What a loss. Um, ah, fuck that sucks. Um, but yeah, great great uh, wire work in this film for sure. Mm-hmm. So we I don't know if we want to talk about that or not, but like. Dying on deer antlers. I don't know. I mean, how's that? I mean, an antler's a bone. It's not wood. You know what I mean? Uh, fair enough, but I don't so think... I don't really see... Do they you know establish what I mean? that it has to be a wooden stake in this film? No, but it's still... I mean, it's vampire lore, and that's how they kill Marco. Yeah, but garlic yeah. doesn't work. True, but they set that up. They, 
but they stab they stab Marco through the heart. So it's like I guess it's stab plus plus plus. If you read the fan stuff, if you look into it, it's like, well, David doesn't disintegrate and like he doesn't actually die, and that was supposed yeah. to be set up for the yeah, sequel yeah. for the Lost Girls. Yeah. But but also but also I will also say that there there is a, um, another like little fan theory that you know when Max is invited into the house when he when he's asked to come in because he's a powerful vampire mm-hmm. right it's like there's a there's a they do have a a level of they have like a, a echelon right Hierarchy. so when he's yeah when he's invited into the house your powers are you bring all the strength of your powers into someone's house once you're invited in and garlic has always been like a low level vampire. Like oh. weapon, garlic is never like garlic couldn't take out Dracula, sure. right? Yeah, a crucifix is not going to necessarily take out Dracula. Those are like, well, depending on the who you're talking to, but yeah, and 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 how much you believe mm-hmm. and how much you put into it. Yes, I understand. There's like there's there's a lot of you know things, but that's one of the reasons why Christopher they think Max... Sarandon very scared of the crucifix, if you believe. Well, <laughs> but the <laughs> but um really but when he about, yeah. but when he chokes on the garlic a little bit, they're like. That's kind of how it affects that high level of a of a vampire is that it's like an it's like a it's it's just it would it would like affect you the same though all a that giant, garlic yeah big big spoonful of garlic mouthful a uh, mouthful of garlic when you're not expecting Renders, it. wouldn't affect me wouldn't affect me <laughs> I'll do it right now I don't yeah. care I'll do it right Go now ahead. Wouldn't we'll affect me. Some garlic. Go get yeah, some garlic I'll do it right now I'll do it right now <laughs> fucking who mistakes garlic. For Parmesan cheese. White ass stupid person is this? Uh there's a fan theory out there that uh the grandpa's actually a half vampire and that his root beer is actually blood in the uh that's why no one can touch it. I like that idea. His double that's stuffed why, Oreos is double stuffed with blood. Yep. It's why he doesn't that's, go out any further in the car. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then at the end, that's the reason why he knows that you know it's happening, even though there's no way he would know. And that's why there's all those dead animals, is because he's fucking sucking their blood. Actually, to, yeah, like, that's, get by. that's the whole thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I, I like the the fan theory. I love that theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm hip to it. All these vampires. All these vampires. I prefer to be the only one. Your George Bush is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Fool me once. Trick on me. Fool me a second time. You can't trick me again. Um, uh, So before we get to who do we recommend this to, I have a surprise question. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Here it comes. I want each of you to pitch me a sequel or a spinoff to this film because... Oh, obviously the sequels have been very successful. They're very sure. good. <laughs> sure. sure. They've done a lot with it. Uh, Chris, you seem ready. You seem yeah, ready no. for this. So pitch me your because, sequel or spinoff. Well, no, this is exactly like I watched, you know, watching this film again. Like the thought that I had was that what really works for me is Diane Weiss Weiss. I never know how to say her name as the mom young handsome jason patrick as the older brother Corey Haim as the younger brother the fun grandpa uh it's their continuation story living like this and it's a fucking tgi friday 30 minute fucking oh, family sitcom oh, i like that yes like that. it's not it's yes. like yeah, maybe yeah. occasionally there's a little yeah. vampire story but it's In just between their step life. by step in uh, yep, full yep, house yep yep i love it chris i love it that's great mickey um, 
I'm gonna go with Star and Laddie in a sequel where Star's just a young single mom trying to make it in this crazy zany nice. world, just looking for a job. Mary Tyler Moore-esque. It's just like a, a a a fun little romantic comedy about Star trying to, you know, make it after this, you know, hectic, you know, vampire life. I'd like to see Jamie Gertz get a chance to do some more acting, show her comedic chops, mm-hmm. and uh, and maybe give a couple lines to Laddie. Uh, Jamie Gertz has had uh, lots of opportunities to show her comedic chops, and yeah, uh, uh, she's been on sitcoms and like she fucking well, she's got them. She she's kills. got them. No, she and, kills. and I think that's why I'm saying let's put Jamie. So I, I, I take works. that back. It's not Jamie Gertz that needs it. It's Star that needs it. Let's put it that way. Okay, she's a star. star gets to show, waiting to happen. Star gets to show her, you know, extra dimensions that she lacks in this film. Nice. Into it. Okay, Michelangelo. Oh, I want to see um, just gra- whatever Grandpa's storyline is right before this movie and during this movie, and at the you end of the, the, like everything that's happening in tandem. Or- no, no, no! Everything oh, you want, like during the just film, a touch, like his... just just a touch prequel. Uh, you, you, you know, maybe not, but it's like when they're traveling, you know. So it's like you could start there. It's like who he is right before mm-hmm. they arrive, and everything he's got going on during their time there. Be really funny if that woman that he goes to visit is actually like a stuffed woman that he killed. That's like <laughs> story. That's why. Yes. That's why Michael's joke was really not that funny. Yeah, not cool. Yeah. And was like not, not, not funny, cool. Michael. Not cool. Who do we recommend this film to? Who's coming into the video store? We go, you got to see this. Chris. Um, I think we already kind of touched on it, but I would say like your, you know, and not all, but like your, your pubescent, you know, like kind of kids, you're like 13, 14, 15 year olds, a little younger. And I legally, think also, Chris is not allowed to talk to them, but okay. I oh, you've been talking to that judge. Yeah. Oh shit. He, he uh, made a point. He made a point about man. it, man. <laughs> like uh, I think we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like again, like I think this film, this film works. You know, for like whenever you're old enough for it you know what i mean like funny enough my wife actually when this came up that i was be watching this she was like oh i saw a little bit of that whenever i was a kid and scared the crap out of me and i didn't watch yeah. it again <laughs> so it's not for everyone <laughs> and even on bring up I'm like oh do you want to watch it with me to see like you know it's really nothing she's like no i'm good no <laughs> she's what she wants to keep there. that fear she wants yeah, to keep that fear yeah. we're gonna face it but uh but, you know free, chris i think thanks it. buddy thank you friend uh i'd recommend to those kind of people i'd also recommend it to like you know i think people of around our age that could watch it and be like oh yeah you know man i this was something i saw when i was a kid or a teenager or a little older and have fond memories and that type of thing uh also real quick uh just as this is the last episode of this vampire uh, series, I would like to bring up uh, my favorite vampire death, which is an R.I.P. Paul Rubens from oh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, uh, Kicking uh, the little thing. Yeah. Credits. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. fucking good. Uh, <laughs> post, coach, post, uh, I believe that's post, uh, him getting caught in the movie theater. This was like his first. Yeah. This was his, like comeback back into the mainstream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But anyway, just wanted to bring that up. That's actually going to play into. That's going to play into my recommendation. Should I just go with mine? Usually, I let you know. Usually, I go last. Um, um, First of all, I think this is a perfect film that's at the uh, on the spectrum of gateway horror. This is probably one of the last ones on the list of like this. You're crossing over. You're crossing over at this point, right? It's like. You got Monster Squad and you get like Hocus Pocus on what, you know, at, at like the entry level. You got Monster Squad somewhere, maybe towards the middle. And this is at the very end. This might be the last one. This arguably you could, you could argue like this is the first entry into it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's Martin uh, in this. <laughs> yes, exactly. Martin, Mark, Hocus Pocus, Martin, uh-huh. Monster Martin, Squad. Martin, this. get your funny bone ready for this. Yeah, yeah. it gets mm-hmm. your funny bone. Um, <laughs> I would like to have seen Martin in this world. Um, <laughs> you, you wouldn't have. There's no magic. There's no magic. He would be like, Tim Capella would be playing, and like in the far <laughs> shadowy corner, Martin would be just staring at him, skulking. Yeah. That's... <laughs> he has a relationship with Lucy. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> I like you because you're like a cat. Um, so that plus what Chris said, um, uh, and I, I will say, I think this movie owes a debt or no not this movie uh buffy the vampire slayer owes a debt of gratitude to this film i think uh i think this movie created the term vamping out um that might be true i've seen it it credited yeah uh and other than fright night i think this is the first movie i can remember where like the uh turning into a vampire has got a little bit of a a makeup effect outside of like eyes and teeth Mm, you know directly directly Um, taken for buffy yeah it's almost it's it's almost it's 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 like it's in the same world you know what i mean um uh so i think yeah i I think Uh it's heavily heavily inspired yeah yeah i didn't even think about that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah donald sutherland um uh uh and and i think i just wanted to say this real quick um uh a director's job Right, uh, which I think is to be a curator of taste and enthusiasm, and a champion of other talent, a supreme collaborator and solutionist. And I think that's exactly who Joel Shoemaker was. Um, and I think this is like a perfect example of all of his best attributes coming together. Um, and I. Th- I'd be interested to see like what, what his Batman film had been like, had he made it a little more like this, where it's got like a seemingly an equal amount of all of those things and not going so extreme into the absurd, silly childlike stuff. Hmm. Um, but that's my recommendation. Uh, Chris, uh, 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 Chris, I want to also now hear your recommendation now that you've heard mine. 
I want to hear how it's changed. No, I just misspoke. Mickey. Every woman uh, between the ages of 12 and 24. Um, this is a film that's going to speak to you. It's going to speak to you. It's going to it's going to reintroduce you to what a man should be like. <laughs> um, no, I you know, I uh, this movie is for is for all people. I, I really do believe that. I, I think that's that's where I stand on that. I don't think there's I'd like to see what people's opinions are. Um, at all age groups, at all at all levels, I think there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of something for everyone in this film. Uh, I I think it's just fun. It's only campy because it's the best of what was that period, <laughs> and if that makes sense, it's like it's not trying to like there are a lot of like really campy '80s films. This is like a better version of all those. I think it's pretty grounded and 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 honest and serious. So I think it. Well, it I, just, I just mean hurts. I just mean like in the style and like in the music yeah. and like in the needle drops yeah. and stuff like that. It's very eighties in that way, but it's also like a like a, a better like, like yeah you said grounded, but it's a better version of of that. Uh, and it, oh, it has a huge influence on on the movie Us. I've mean, we've seen Us, but I um, have not. Interesting influence on that. Does? Film, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. It's set in Santa Clara. Possible spoilers? Po- uh, possible no. spoilers? I don't no. know. No, it's set in, okay. it's it's set it's it, I don't know if they call it Santa Clara, but it's set in it's on the same uh boardwalk as Santa Clara and in the in the opening moments of the movie they're the kids are walking through the boardwalk and they're like they're shooting a film over there and it's set in 1987 and they're shooting the film The Lost Boys. In the oh, opening parts of it. Okay, yeah. so there's really? a connection. Um, yeah, oh, I don't know. Yeah, this. I don't know. When this. she gets, if you watched it or not, when she's in the fun house in the first, they go to the beach on that boardwalk. That boardwalk oh. is is the okay. boardwalk from Lost Boys. So whenever so, I got you, whenever she was a kid, not like the yeah, modern, not okay, the modern okay, day. Yeah, 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 when she was a kid, they you. were shooting Lost Boys while she got. I did not catch that. You might say while well, she got her own version of Lost Boys. Huh. Um so it's spoilers, a, it's, I think. Are we talking about spoilers here at this point? Are you giving away? Not, not really, because it's the first fifteen. Not really. Not really. Not really. I mean, it's not. It's, not it doesn't really. spoil the the film at all. It's like unless you think watching um, a film for five minutes spoils. It yes. Yes. Actually, yeah, he kind of does. Yeah, I do. Anytime, <laughs> <laughs> right. like, hey, I don't want to trailer. I don't want the trailers. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> Michelangelo. <laughs> That's a great Michael right there. <laughs> Do more Michael. Do more Michael. Do it. Do it. Which one? Oh, you? Uh, yeah. No, Michael, Michael. Michael? Michael. 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 Michael Myers. Michael, Michael. I will say, I think this, I think this movie uh, um, succeeds in the sort of kid fantasy sort of realm that I think other films fail in, uh, 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 like Last Action Hero and uh, Sidekicks. Disagree. Um, well, I've seen it more recently than you, so you don't really have a leg to stand on, Chris. <laughs> His opinion's final. Do you not know that? That's well, how this works. <laughs> no, Michael but like if, if he had seen it recently, then we could have a, 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 a we'll talk for another two hours about Last about Action, last action Hero. Hero and how it's great um, and, and, and only a fool would say otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Mickey. Yeah. Where can these wonderful people who listen to our podcast follow us? You can follow us on Instagram at the return slot underscore of horror pod. Um, and you can also check us out on Letterboxd, the return slot or at the return slot of horror pod. Or 
you can find us on anywhere you stream uh, your podcasts. That includes Spotify, Amazon, Google Play, Apple uh, Podcasts. But they're listening uh, to out. the podcast right now. Well, so. like, review. Well, sometimes. Like, yeah. review, oh, subscribe. Yeah. Like and review. Like, review, yeah. subscribe. Yeah, it helps. Yeah. It, helps. Yeah. it helps. Thank you. It, it, it gets the numbers up, which helps us continue to do this thing. And, and if you're out there and you're like, hey, I really need some guys to promote my local craft beer or my specialty, you know, uh, underwear or my, you know, oil lubrication for wrestling. We are your guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michelangelo has given you tons of reason to advertise for therapy. So better help. Shoes. <laughs> yeah, Nike. If you're shoes, listening, shoes. Uh, any, Nike. Any, uh, Nike would be the, nice. Yeah. I like zero yeah. shoes. The sandals, um, you know, get a lot of shoe in the way of the foot. And is my. This, <laughs> is, <laughs> this guy went on and on about Crocs. You get asked me about Crocs. Yeah, like, Crocs? yeah. So I, get Crocs? I get Crocs. Yeah. Did you get Crocs? Uh, no, no, no. I They're expensive now. They should cost like twenty, thirty bucks. They're like sixty to like one hundred and ten. It's insane. Yeah. I'm not paying Crocs, that much for a yeah, shoe. Crocs I'm not going to wear outside of my house. You see, know what I mean? See, but this is the thing. Like, Crocs are very much like the Lost Boys. They're going to have their reemergence. They're going to, like, you know, up in value over time. Because people are going to remember. It's like, it's just good to have a, 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 a Croc. <laughs> that was a nice try. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Michael, put on the Crocs. <laughs> Keith, could you imagine if they were all in Crocs? <laughs> it would have been better. It, the modern version it would have been would better. Be like, yeah, yeah. It would have been more comfortable. They would have been more yeah. rested. They would have grabbed yeah. Sam that and would have been right but, away. But you, you've seen their feet when they're hanging upside down. Can you imagine what those Crocs look like? Oh, yeah. Big Crocs. Those are some you long the Crocs. open toed Crocs. <laughs> so open toed yeah. Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> it's like right right outside of that tunnel that leads uh, to the like little ca- coffin cave area it's or just, imagine. It's, I, I do i like the thought it's of like that four sets of crocs <laughs> with <laughs> holes in them <laughs> where they're like the toenails <laughs> it's so dumb <laughs> it's so dumb uh, <laughs> just, uh, just, uh, <laughs> just cut it off <laughs> just end it in your pain in your suffering it's gotta end the ride's gotta end the, the ride's, ride's gotta, gotta end, end. <laughs>